All right, I need some boys and girls to come up here. So boys and girls, I want to show you some presents, and I want to talk to you. So can some of the boys and girls come up here? And if you need to bring your mom or dad or your big sister or brother, that's okay too. Come on, sit right down here on these steps where you can see me. I can't wait to talk to you. And go ahead and turn towards me, because I'm going to tell you some story, okay? A story. And I want to talk to you guys about presents. So first thing is, is anybody going to give a present today or tomorrow? Anybody going to give a present? Yeah? Oh, you already gave one? Oh, that. And you're, oh, mommy and daddy will love your teddy bear. That's great. Now, is anybody going to get a present tomorrow or tonight? You sure? Both tonight and I'm okay. It's a good week. Right. So how many of you open presents tonight? Oh, okay. Just one. Okay. That's good. Now, what do kids want for Christmas this year? A webkin? Oh, that sounds good. What would you like? A dollhouse? That's a good one. What, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, a toy teddy bear that's blue. What, what about some of the guys? What do you guys want? A new skateboard. A new skateboard? A Wii? Yeah, and that's like good exercise too, yeah? A digital camera. A digital ca- Oh, wow. We want all kinds of things. Does anybody know what they're going to get for Christmas? No. You do? Now, you guys aren't peekers, are you? You guys haven't been peeking under the tree, have you? No. Oh, good. That's good. So let me tell you about when I was a kid. We used to open presents tonight on Christmas Eve. And you know, it was the longest day of the whole year. We wouldn't open them. Like if you open on Christmas Day, that's like a piece of cake. You get up and you open presents, right? Well, Christmas Eve is hard. It's like you got to go through the whole day just waiting. And then you know what you have to do? Go through Christmas dinner. Christmas Eve dinner like lasts forever. And you know what you have to do after dinner? You eat dessert. And then you know what you got to wait for? What does mom have to do? Wash the dishes. And there's like usually more dishes that night, so that takes a long time. And then you know what you have to do? Well, then we would go into the living room where the Christmas tree is with all the presents underneath. And my dad would read a long story from the Bible, the Christmas story. That was really long. And then you know what he would do? He would light all the candles. Can you believe that? We had candles on our Christmas tree. He didn't light the tree. He lit the candles. And it was beautiful. And then you know what we did? We sang lots of Christmas carols. Do you guys like to sing Christmas carols? Maybe later you'll help me sing a Christmas carol, okay? And then finally after we sang the Christmas carols, guess what we got to do? Open presents. You know what? I brought some presents. I did. Oh, let's see. Let's show you these first. Okay, so, like, could you open this present for me right here? Yeah, see what's in there. And then you, you guys open this one for me. See what's in there. What's in that? Because one year I got that for Christmas, and I was so... What is that, guys? Rock and sock and robot, right? You'll knock your what? Block off. Oh, was I excited. And then what's this? A teddy bear. And do you see his custom-made clothes? You'll never believe who made his nice cape. I can't tell. It's a secret. Okay. 
And, and then, you know what they sometimes did? They, my parents, sometimes at the end of opening all our presents, you know what they'd say? Here, I'll take rock and sock and robots. I know it's kind of, it's kind of exciting toy. Maybe play with it later. Well, you know, sometimes mom and dad would say, Mark, you need to leave the room. And I wasn't in trouble. Honest, I wasn't. It meant that there was still one more present. And so I'd have to go hide in a room, and then I'd come back in, and then there'd be like a present. Like once there was this big football game, and another time there was a big hockey game. And one time I came in, and there were some red skis. Not these skis. These are probably a little older than the ones I got. But they remind me of my red skis. Wow, was that special. So let me ask you, why in the world do we give and get presents at Christmas? Oh, wow. Now we're really talking about some important stuff. So we give presents because God did something? What do you think? He gave his son. He gave his son. That's the very first, the bestest gift of all, isn't it? The first one was Jesus. That is exactly right. Now I want to ask you this. Why? Why did Jesus come? Why did God give us Jesus? What do you think? Oh, now look at over here, boys and girls. What's in front of the cross? What's in front of the cross? Can you see it? What's it called? The manger. What was a manger? Well, not usually. Not usually. Mary had to put her baby in. But what was a manger? What was it? Yeah, it was a stinky, slimy, yucky feeding place. You know, it was a... It was, it was really not what you'd usually put a baby in. Now, look at these figures right here. Who's this guy right here? Who is he? He's one of the wise men. Now, we're not sure if there was three, but we know that they brought three gifts. What were the gifts? There was gold. Oh, I'm glad you said frankincense. Not silver. And, and myrrh. That's right. They were very expensive gifts. Who did they give the gifts to? To Jesus, that's right. And they worship Jesus because they were sure he was the new king. Now, who's this guy? He looks like a shepherd, but he's not. That's right. Kids, can you see? This is Joseph over here. All right, and then who's this right here? Okay, then who's the baby? Okay, so which one of these is the gift of Christmas? Yeah, that's right. Jesus is. And he came to die. Now, that's really interesting. Here's a good thing to remember. When you look at the Christmas tree, I want you to always remember another tree. You know what tree I'm talking about? It's the tree of Easter where Jesus died on the cross. So let me ask you this. Was it a mistake that Jesus died or did he come to die? He came to die. Why did Jesus have to die? Yeah. For our sins. Now, you know what? I just read in a magazine last night that there's this new kid's dictionary. And you know what? word they took out of the dictionary sin huh isn't that interesting they must have thought it's not an important word it's an important word in the bible but it's not one we always use and sometimes we're confused what is sin here's a good way to think about it sin is anything and everything that we do that isn't loving god okay and you know what happens when we don't love god it wrecks our relationship with god and i don't know if you guys know this but you know why you were made? 
You were made to have a relationship with God. But our sin, the things that were unloving, separate us from God. So Jesus came. So how did he bring back this relationship with God? First thing he did is, what kind of a life did he live? A pretty good life or a perfect life? Perfect. Perfect. Does, has anybody here lived a perfect life? Has anybody here lived a perfect hour? Why were your parents laughing, boys? Has anybody lived a perfect hour? Maybe when we were sleeping, right? But Jesus lived his whole life, and he never did anything that was unloving to God or unloving to anybody else. And he had brothers and sisters too. And you know what? Because he was perfect, he could die on the cross in our place to take the penalty. So remember, the greatest gift under the tree is Jesus, the one who died on a what? Yeah, that second tree. Okay, so you guys ready to sing? Do you know a way in the manger? Well, okay, so here's what we're going to do. So what do you want for Christmas? What do you need for Christmas? What do you need for Christmas that you can't get with money? You ever thought about that? What do you need this Christmas that you know money can't buy that? So let me tell you about my week, some of the conversations that I've had and heard. It reminds me of things that we long for. And we all know money doesn't, doesn't buy that. I had a, a voice message, a lady who was talking about her need for hope and for help and how she found it through some kind people in this church family that knew about her situation as a single mom and reached out and helped her and through tears she said gave her hope there's got to be someone here tonight says that that's me man i need some hope it's, it's been really hard i was at trader joe last night and dimitri was the cashier and he uh, asked me how my day was going. I said, it's a great day. I just wish there was more time. There's a lot to get done. And then he asked me this penetrating question, but do you have peace? It's a great question. Do you have peace? There's a lot of people in this world today that desperately are looking for peace. Some, some of it's just, just an internal thing going on just in my life, my heart, my mind. Some of it's, it's, it's out there. It's It's relational. We know it's broader than that, too. It's it's between people groups and nations and wars and all that. Peace. Then I think of some of us, you know, we we don't know if we're going to have a job this year. We're sensing that maybe there's a transition or don't know where this relationship's going. And we're looking for direction and we're applying for for colleges and wondering where where are you going to go. Some of us are, are looking for wisdom, wisdom for relationships and decisions and Difficult situations that we're in. And then there's some of us that are just, we're just right smack up against some of the biggies of life, like trying to figure it out. What, what is this thing called life about? What is it about? Why does my life feel so empty? How to find fullness? How to find significance? How to find happiness and joy? And we know that money can't buy that. For some of us, it's loneliness. It's, we're looking for love. We're, we're looking for healing in fractured relationships, reconciliation between 
you and your brother or your sister, your mom or your dad, your son or your daughter, your husband, your wife, your, your used-to-be close friend, and, and you just long. That dissonance in that relationship is so shaping your life right now. You long for reconciliation, that kind of peace. I, I read one Christmas letter this last week, and someone was just rehearsing about, you know, was, you got one of those long letters, and they went through the whole year, and it was a bad year. And, and the end of the letter was, man, we just can't wait to close the door on this 2008. It was a real bummer. Just looking forward to a new start. Or, or the woman Lori met in the grocery store yesterday said, I, I just can't wait for Christmas to be over. What do you want for Christmas that money can't buy? You know, every day, you and me and a lot of other people are, are looking for ways to find just those things. And, and I wonder what it is that you're pursuing to fill that longing for hope or peace or truth or wisdom or joy or significance. And as you think about what you've been turning to, how's it going? Is, is it delivering? Or, or are you wondering, is this a pipe dream I'm chasing? It, 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 maybe my expectations are too high. And you're turning cynical as the hurt lodges deeper and deeper inside. You know, the message of Christmas is Jesus is the greatest gift ever given by a God who knows you and loves you. He's described in the Bible as a heavenly father. There's this great verse in the Bible that says basically this. Look, if, if we as messed up people know how to give good gifts to, to our kids, how much more a perfect, all-powerful, all-knowing, heavenly father, how much more does he know how to give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus is the gift of God. And the Apostle Paul says it's an indescribable gift. And Jesus' brother James says something really amazing. He says, don't be deceived. You're looking for something good to meet the deep longings of your heart? Don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And I hope as we turn a calendar and we come out of a rough 2008 and likely going into some more hard things in 2009, that we won't miss one of the rare opportunities we've been given by God to see what things deliver and what things don't. You want to have the deepest longings of your heart satisfied? Then remember, every good and perfect gift comes from God, a Father who made you, who knows you, who loves you.